Good morning and welcome to uh, the Fitzroy Room in the Fitzroy Manse. We call this room the Fitzroy Room because this is the room that we entertain the congregation. We have meetings when they happen here and you're very welcome to it. We would love to be in church, but as we're aware at this time, church is closed. And um, well, however we come back from this, who knows? But in the meantime, for the time being, as my friends in Nashville used to say, we are here and we are doing church as normal. And so family focus goes on as normal, except you don't get all the different faces to say all the different things. Just a reminder um, that, well, first of all, if you're a Fitzroy person, you're very welcome to your community who are meeting all around Belfast and beyond today. And if you're not a Fitzroy person and have been coming in for these last six or seven weeks, we see you as associate members. You're very welcome to come in uh, on the screen and who knows when we open up you'll maybe drop in at some stage maybe even um, Ross and Sandra will fly from Alberta just to drop in for a Sunday. Uh, the Lockharts in Vancouver we've had you in church and we hope to have you again. The Hoes we've had you before. There's so many of you coming in from all around the world you're incredibly welcome. The first thing as I say is family focus. Tonight seven o'clock Gary Burnett's Paul and Ten will go out Little controversial tonight because he's looking at what Paul thought about women and everybody has their opinion about what Paul thought about women. Well, in 10 minutes tonight, Gary Burnett's going to give you the lowdown and that's well worth a listen. If you haven't heard the other six, then you can come into the seventh without knowing the other six. But the other six are up on our Fitzroy TV and are well worth listening to. Uh, I'm presuming that the Passion Worship's on at seven on Instagram. You can check that at seven by going on to Instagram and seeing uh, if that's happening. Uh, Fitzroy Children's Ministry, Fitzroy Youth Ministry happening all the time. In fact, Children's Ministry is happening right now. And then Tuesday night, the prayer time. Now, if you're on our prayer list to pray, then you got an email a couple of weeks ago that gives you the code in for the next five or six weeks. So don't expect me to be sending you one during the week. You've already got it. And if you are not on that list, then please send send me a note um, and I'll try and get you on it for this Tuesday. Women's group meets uh, next Friday night, as it has been regularly. And Janice and I will be on Facebook on Wednesday and Friday. We find that hilarious that people are interested in us being on Facebook Live, but it has been wonderful to connect with people in that way during this coronavirus time. So we'll be on again this week. Just a couple other things in Fitzroy News, because obviously news is not traveling in the way news normally does. And we are delighted to announce the birth this week to Alison and Adam Kennedy, quite new to Fitzroy. Um, but uh, they've had a daughter, Isla, this week, and that was a great celebration in the months. And we wish them all the best for that. We have sad news in that Helen Kelly lost her mother this week, not to COVID-19. So therefore, um, they have been able to be with her and um, they've uh, been able to spend those last days with her. But our prayers are with Helen and the family circle at this time. And we want to celebrate today, not just because it's Bono's 60th birthday, which is obviously only relevant to me, but it is Betty McDowell's birthday today. And Betty, we know that this might be a hard birthday for you, the first one you've had since Stanley passed away. And we know that you're um, probably missing him more today than you normally do. But we want to say that Fitzroy are holding you uh, in their arms we appreciate so much the investment both of you have made to this church and that you continue to make. And so we wish you an incredibly happy birthday today 
in these strange times. Last week, we showed a video of what Fitzroy were doing um, and contributing to in Africa. We want to show you a short video now of what we're doing in our neighbourhood. Um, since um, the lockdown happened, we have been partnering with City Church and with Alexander's Bakery, who meet in City Church. And in order to keep that bakery in some business, but also to help our homeless, we've been in this partnership where sandwiches have been coming from Alexander's Bakery, picked up by Home Plus, and given to the homeless on the streets around Fitzroy. And here's Sean O'Brien-Smith to say thank you to Fitzroy and to City Church and Alexander's for what we've been doing in these last weeks. Hello everyone, my name is Sean Smith, I'm manager of Home Plus Charity. Uh, Roberta contacted me yesterday with a great idea that we do a short video, 11 minutes long, uh, just explaining the work that we do, the difference of the sandwiches provided uh, by Fitzroy that I pick up from Common Grounds uh, Cafe. I am round here at Common Grounds uh, picking up um, the sandwiches, uh, so I'll just go in and collect them now. Get me back in the kitchen in Home Plus. So this is just an example of the food that we give out at the front door. And then they show the, the water heater that Fitzroy Church um, donated the money for us to install. A big donation of chocolate from Fairshire Food Cloud Ireland. So we can use that as well for Drop-in centre and for a as well. So I prepared the bags to hang them out the front. So the people that come here to this centre are destitute migrant workers, refugees and asylum seekers. And Mohammed that comes in to us each day, um, I came to collect a bag of food. Yeah, my name is uh, Mohammed Hassan, is uh, uh, coming every day and he uh, pick up some sandwich and some uh, stuffed food. And thank you very much, everyone, uh, the, the donation for us. Yeah. To right. humble uh, us. Yeah. And thank you, Farron. <laughs> Care on what you're doing. Uh, yes, thank uh, you very that's much. That's beautiful. <laughs> We're working with food banks. And um, our staff and volunteers are making up food parcels and delivering them out. And each day, Monday to Friday, anyway. It's also food parcels that we are preparing uh, to be brought out to people's accommodation. I have them out. Quick guide around on the top floor in Home Plus. Uh, the clothes donations we get from, from Embrace. We bring up to our three store room. So this is the first one. Our stuff lands in and it's sorted out a bit. This is our second store room, which is more organized and things are hung up in that. And then I'll bring you down to our third store room. Normally people who come to the drop-in center uh, we just send them in here to pick what clothes they want. So I've just prepared bags down the dropping centre uh, for someone who's on the street down here on normal road. So everything the same in the bag as for the dropping centre except the Bojum meals. Uh, so everything else there and then I put a couple of bars more of chocolate in and that. So I will just grab a bag and leave it down to this person. So let us come to worship God. We'll be thinking later on in the service about Psalm 31. Um, but Paul and Talitha are going to lead us off in Psalm 121. And if I just read that to you, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. 
Desi has taught us many things about the Old Testament. One of the things that he's taught me is that when the people of God in the Old Testament looked at the hills, they were almost looking at the place where God dwells, where he gave them the laws in Sinai. And there seems to be a lot of imagery of that. So when we look to the hills, we're not looking at the hills as our help. We're looking at the God who made the hills, the God for them who maybe uh, dwelt in the hills or was a symbol of God. So where do we find our help today? We find our help in uh, the maker of heaven and earth. Let us worship him. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Michael Dolohan, and I'm going to be sharing our scripture reading with you this morning. Before I do that, uh, Steve has asked me to tell you a little bit about what I've been doing as part of my work over the last while. Um, so I'm a junior doctor 
and for the past sort of month or so, um, I've been working on a COVID ward within the Belfast Trust, caring in particular for very frail and elderly patients suffering from coronavirus infection. Um, it's presented numerous challenges. Um, firstly, working um, in unfamiliar environments, um, having to deal with death and suffering um, whenever patients' relatives can't be present, um, and having to isolate myself um, from my family by moving out of our family home. Um, but despite the challenges, um, it has been rewarding, and I'm very thankful for the continual prayers and support that I've received from my Fitzroy family. Uh, so this morning's reading is taken from Psalm 31, and I'm going to begin reading from verse 1. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me. Come quickly to my rescue. Be my rock of refuge. A strong fortress to save me. Since you are my rock and my fortress, for the sake of your name, lead and guide me. Keep me free from the trap that is set for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, my faithful God. And continuing to read from verse 15. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies from those who pursue me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. Amen. Hi folks, I hope you're all doing well. Um, before I do the reading this morning, Steve asked me to share with you a little bit about what I've been doing the last few weeks in work. But before I do that, I just quickly want to say thank you. Thank you for your prayers, um, whether it's been for me, for other healthcare workers you know, or the NHS in general. The amount of support that I've felt from this congregation over the last few months has been very encouraging for me, and I know others have felt it as well. So thank you. Um, as most of you know, I'm a GP. I work in Randallstown and Larne, and my job recently has been quite different. Um, as you probably figured out, GPs are trying to do most of their work over the phone, which does come with its own set of challenges and risks. And both patients and GPs are having to get used to this new way of working and providing healthcare and also get used to restricted services, both in the community and in the hospital. As people get used to living with coronavirus out there, the anxiety around it has become less apparent but it is still there. I'm still seeing it every day in work. And as well as that, there is a few other issues that I and my colleagues have noticed. The first being um, that patients out of their fear of catching coronavirus have not sought out the medical attention they need for other health issues, which has led to patients becoming very, very unwell with non-COVID diagnoses, which at that st stage, can be more difficult to manage. So my hope is as patients get used to the NHS as it is now, that is that they do seek out the medical attention they need when they need it rather than waiting.
Another issue which has been on my mind really since the start of all of this is our mental health patients. And my worry is that during this period of lockdown is that, and self-isolation is that they could be quite vulnerable. Um, and certainly I have seen a rise in the number of patients presenting with mental health concerns. Um, a lot of the time all these patients need is a little bit of face-to-face -face contact, whether that is with their own GP, their community mental health team, um, or friends and family. But because of measures that have been put in place to try and protect people from coronavirus, these patients can't um, get the same face-to-face -face contact they might need and therefore can be more vulnerable. So the, the healthcare teams are having to be a bit more creative in trying to care for these patients. As well as doing their own day-to-day -day work, GPs are also having to do their quota of shifts in these COVID centres, which I will admit I was quite nervous about before starting because I had no idea what to expect. But on a positive note, um, the numbers presenting to these centres have been nowhere near as high as what we expected them to be, which is a blessing and an answer to prayer. And also a reflection of these lock of the lockdown and what we were trying to achieve with it. Um, so looking forward, as the restrictions do start to relax, I do anticipate that COVID numbers may start to rise again. And I hope and pray that the trend continues as it is now, which is that it's manageable. It's manageable both for us in the community, but for the hospitals as well. So I know a lot of people are growing weary, including myself, of life as it is now and are desperate for things to return to normal. But if it's, if it's any sort of encouragement, I believe what we've done so far has helped and is still helping the numbers in Northern Ireland. So bear that in mind for the weeks to come. And I'll just leave it with you um, that I look forward to seeing you in person, whenever that might be. So moving on to the reading for today, it's from John chapter 14, verses one to 14. Jesus, the way to the Father. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and also trust in me. There is more than enough room in my father's house. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you now? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. 
Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you've seen me do. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Amen.
So today we're going to pray for our business community, uh, for the people who own businesses, for the people who work in businesses. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the small and medium businesses in our community, which provide so many people with employment, purpose and community. Jobs which normally enable people and their families to survive and to thrive. Forgive us for taking business and our jobs for granted. We pray for protection of all businesses in our community, their owners and the jobs they provide during coronavirus time and beyond. We thank you for loans and grants which have been made available from our government to enable businesses to survive, for employment and other costs to be paid, and for providing protection against eviction during these vulnerable times. We pray for those who are taking on debt, that they will be able to bear the heavy load. We pray for those in our church family who have been given the responsibility to administer the billions of pounds of government finance, having to put new processes and technology in place under very tight timescales. Men and women in our church family working in banks, in InvestNI, in the Bank of England and in the civil service. We pray for wisdom, discernment, and the ability to carry this heavy yoke of responsibility. We also acknowledge man's sinful nature and pray against all those who seek to commit fraud during this emergency. We pray for those in our church family who are involved in supporting businesses and their owners, for lawyers, accountants, financial advisors, bankers, and insurance advisors. We pray that you will enable them to provide pastoral and practical support with compassion. We thank you for entrepreneurship, innovation and creativity during this season. You created mankind in your image, a creator God who has made creative people. We thank you for the home cottage industry, schools and entrepreneurs using sports facilities to make PPE, for hundreds of pharma businesses seeking out vaccines, tests and cures for the virus, for tech companies pushing out the boundaries, helping us to find new ways to communicate, for food businesses, energy businesses, and transport businesses who have found new innovative and creative ways to operate. We pray for those in our church family whose business dreams will be lost as a result of the lockdown and their teams who will lose jobs with business closures. We pray that they will find support in our community and that their basic needs of life will be met for food, for water, for security, and for forgiveness. Lord, in all that we do, 
and whatever our circumstances, we give you our glory and praise. In Jesus' name, Amen.
refuge. The word refuge. For 40 years, I have used the word refuge. 26 years in ministry, I have used um, that God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble at gravesides, at bedsides, in people's homes, in church. So many times I've used that word refuge. And yet, really, so few times have I spent on what does it mean? What did the psalmist mean by refuge? What does refuge mean for us? And this morning I want to look at it and what refuge might mean for us as we're now into the eighth week, believe it or not, of this coronavirus lockdown. The um, the psalm, the psalms, uh, 40 times in the psalms, the word refuge is used. Some of those more familiar to us than others. Probably the Psalm 46 that I've mentioned already. Psalm 91 that we use quite a bit in Fitzroy. And the Psalm 31 that, that was read to us earlier in the service. 70 times throughout the Bible, this word refuge is used. So let's try to unpack it a little bit and see where it could help us on this particular Sunday in this journey that we're going through. I was immediately drawn to two songs, Wouldn't I Be, um, that, that give me some image of refuge. The first is um, one of my favourites. They're both very favourite songs, but Deacon Blue's Dignity is one of my favourite songs probably of all time. If I was able to write a lyric or if I was able to write a pop song, um, uh, then Dignity would be the dream come true. And Dignity is about a... a, a street cleaner who saves his money and buys a little sailing boat and in some ways it's his ambition it's his meaning it's his chance for some dignity because he gets called all kinds of names as a street cleaner and so he has this dream of having this boat and going down the west coast and there's a line in the song that says and a place in the winter for dignity a place in the winter as a refuge for his boat a place that he can park his boat while the storms of the winter rage out on the sea. But it's also a place in the winter for our dignity, for his dignity, a place from the storms of life where we can keep our dignity when all around us is ripping our dignity apart. That was the first song that I considered when this word refuge came up early in the week in my preparation. The other is a song I've used recently in Fitzroy quite a bit. It's the Snow Patrol song, what if this is the only love we ever get? And in that song, actually, the video of it is probably where my mind was going. And it was probably going after Dignity because it's also on the water. It's actually this one on Strangford Loch because they did the video with Gary Lightbody, the singer of uh, Snow Patrol, out on a kind of a makeshift raft with a piano playing this very fragile song. And in the song, as we've used in communion, it says, come on over. Come on over. I'm in the ruins too. I know the wreckage so well. And I was immediately drawn to the refuge of God, to come on over into God's refuge because he knows the wreckage so well. He has lived in the ruins. And haven't we thought about that a lot over this Easter season, where the refuge that we run to, where the help that we go to in this time of coronavirus is a God who's not out in space, but a God who knows and has lived in the ruins and is aware of the wreckage so well. And here we are this morning in refuge. We are in a place of refuge. We are in a physical refuge. We've been told to stay at home in our refuge. We're here to protect ourselves from the virus. 
and to stop us from spreading the virus to other people. We look at this biblical word 70 times in the Bible when we're in a place of refuge. That's interesting, is it not? And I think that in our physical places of refuge, we have gone to a spiritual place of refuge. Last week, where we were talking about hitting the wall, we were thinking about the good shepherd. We were running to a shepherd for refuge because the physical refuge can be confining. It can be disorientating. It can be a little intense to uh, try to live your life in that more confined space than we're used to. So we were looking for spiritual refuge. And Psalm 31 is one of the many Psalms that talks about that refuge. But as I've, as I've unpacked it this week, as I've unpacked the Psalm, in the context of where we are with the virus, I find something quite intriguing because I don't think that refuge is a passive thing. I don't think when God calls us or invites us into refuge, he's inviting us into some place where we car in the corner and we cling to him forever and ever and ever. Yes, it's a place where we can find Strength. It's a place where we can find shelter. If we want to look at Psalm 91, we find that the refuge that God illustrates there are those strong wings that keep out the storm, keep out the rain and the wind. Yes, we find refuge under God's wings. But I don't think it's all about cowering and clinging and passive. I think in Psalm 31, we get a sense of the movement of refuge or the movement out of refuge. Let's go back. We, God knows the wreckage so well. He's been in the ruins too. So let's take ourselves back to where he was in the wreckage, where Jesus was on the cross. And even before the cross, Jesus sought that refuge of Gethsemane. He was looking for God as a refuge through the pain and the torture and the struggles that he was going to have on that Good Friday. And on the cross, Jesus looked for refuge. But when Jesus looked for refuge on the cross, he quotes Psalm 31. Now, this is fascinating because when Jesus calls for refuge, he says these words from Psalm 31. Into your hands, I commit my spirit. Now, whoa, that is a radical statement. That is a life-changing statement. Into your hands, I commit my spirit. That's a trust that's saying, God, I put myself in your hands. You mold me and shape me as you like. I trust that you know how to mold and shape me. I trust that you know the way through this. I trust that you know how I could be better at the other end of this. So you see, refuge in Psalm 31 is not a passive clinging or cowering. It's a preparation. It's a movement for out of refuge to life change. Jesus comes through the refuge of God to cross resurrection, victory over death, changing all of history. And when he talks to his disciples, as was read for us by Anna earlier on, we find that Jesus says, I'm a refuge. Do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. But again, it's not a carring and a clinging. Because if we recognize where Jesus is saying these words to the disciples, we might find a curve. They are starting on the curve 
towards Good Friday. They are starting on the curve towards needing a physical refuge of hiding away from the authorities on Easter Saturday and in to Resurrection Sunday. They are beginning a curve where they're beginning to understand that Jesus is heading towards the cross. And the height of their torment and disorientation is going to be that Friday. They may be carrying and clinging on Friday, but a couple of days later and the curve swings and they come out of the curve. And as they come out of the curve, they go to Pentecost and they preach this incredible sermon and the church is born and the world is transformed. The curve from refuge out of refuge. We're talking about a lot of curves at this moment in time, are we not? And possibly tonight, if you're watching this on Sunday, our Prime Minister in the UK will talk about ways out of the lockdown. We've hit the peak of the curve of coronavirus, we think. We see all these stats every day telling us that we're coming down the other side. Now, it seems to me that last week in our sermon, we were at the peak. We'd hit a wall. Boy, we needed Good Shepherd Sunday. We were all struggling and weary and we were all fragile and on the edge. But it seems to me that maybe we've hit the peak. Spiritually, I mean. And we've got to start thinking, what is the movement like out of the curve? What does God want us to do as we come out of lockdown? Oh, that might take time. I imagine church will be strange for a little while. It might not be done out of the Fitzroy room in the manse, but even when we get back into Fitzroy, I think it'll be slightly different for a time. Oh, and the way out of the curve, it's going to be tricky. But I think God is on a movement. He wants us to come out of refuge and say, into your hands I commit my spirit. Are we up for that in lockdown? In this physical refuge we're in at the moment, in the spiritual refuge we cling to in that physical refuge, are we willing with the psalmist in 31 and with Jesus in the cross to say, into your hands I commit my spirit, mold me, shape me, critique me, search me? Let's use this time. Some people have said endlessly, oh, stop the world, I want to get off. I would love more time with my children. Well, you got it. I would love more time to read. Well, you got it. I would love more time to rest. Well, you got it. I would love more time to reassess. Well, we got it. Are we going to use this place of refuge for the next movement out of refuge? When Jesus spoke to the disciples about trusting in him and not fearing, he said, I am the way, the truth and the life. He knew that as they went up into that curve, that they were going to cover their ears. They were going to close their eyes. They were going to cling and cringe in a hidden room. But he knew that Mary was going to come back with news of resurrection. He knew that Jesus was going to appear to them. He knew that in that refuge, things were going to change and the curve was going to go out. Where are we on the curve just now? You may know because of uh, Janice's reviews on Fitzroy Live that we have watched 52 movies over 52 nights of lockdown. And last night we watched Harriet. And Harriet is an amazing movie about Harriet Tubman in the 19th century in America, a black slave woman who got herself to freedom and then became a freedom fighter to free so many other people from slavery. 
She was an amazing woman who trusted God. Yes, God was a refuge in her time of being a slave, but she came out of the curve and she was uh, creative, imaginative, and she committed her life into God's hands and God did incredible things through her for other people. She amazingly lived till she was 91. And at the end of the movie, as the credits are coming up, they say that she died at 91 with her loved ones around her. And her last words were, I go to prepare a place for you. And I couldn't help but realise we were going to read that this morning. And I couldn't help but realise that that's what's going to happen out of the curve. Jesus went to prepare a place for the disciples. Yes, it's an eternal place. But I think he calls us to prepare a place for people here and now. Harriet Tubman left slavery and became a free woman and then went back into the danger of it in order to prepare a better place for her family and those slaves that shouldn't have been slaves in 19th century America. And what about Fitzroy? What about those children in India, in Dehradun this morning, where Safara goes to prepare a place, a better place? What about Arua, Onialaku Primary School, where our kids are in lockdown and we're devastated that we'll not see them this summer? But we're invested money and time and our gifts into preparing a better place for them. What about Home Plus and the homeless around us, or Food Bank, or Mornington? Fitzroy's all about preparing a better place for the people that we can reach. And I think this time of refuge is not a place to be passive. I think this time of refuge is a time to be aware that we need to commit our hands, our, our spirits into the hands of the living God and that during this time he will prepare us for what's to come as we come down the other side of the curve. And maybe in these next few weeks, we will be talking more and more about how we come out of this curve to be more life and world changing as individuals and as a community to make a bigger impact in the new normal than even we were in the old normal. Yeah, you're in a physical place of refuge. You're in a spiritual place of refuge. But just with us, with the virus, there's a turn in the curve. And we need to get ready for what God wants to do with us as we come down the other end of that curve.
Thank you so much for being with us this morning in Fitzroy or it might be the afternoon for you or it might be an evening when you're watching this service. Just thank you so much for using us as a resource um, through this time. There's no tea and coffee afterwards, but I am encouraging you to ping a text or send a message or uh, phone somebody after the service and have some fellowship um, with uh, with someone in Fitzroy or if you're not a Fitzer, someone you know outside it. We close with this as a benediction. May God the Father be our refuge and strength. May Jesus be our way, our truth and our life. And may the Holy Spirit lead us out of refuge on a curve to change the world. Amen.